Thank you for that. Ushers, are we passing the notes out now? We're going to pass the notes uh, out to you so you can keep up with us this evening. Can I get a little more, uh, just a touch more volume here? Thank you. We are, start, we are in a series. This will be our third week uh, in Proverbs. We are, we're talking about a certain subject in Proverbs, um, avoidance. And you, on the front there, there's some of the, the introductory notes that we've went over the last, uh, we went over in our introductory lesson. And I want you to, just so you get the idea and, and remember what the book of Proverbs is about, of course, it's a book of wisdom. And wisdom is defined not as IQ, it's defined as the ability to apply God's truth to everyday life and to live God's truth. And in the context of wisdom, as I've mentioned before, it talks about many different characteristics of people, lazy man, this man, whatever, diligent, blah, 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 blah. But when it comes in reference to wisdom, there are three different people mentioned. The wise man, this is the one who wants to learn God's word and apply it to life, not just catch the facts of the Bible, but figure out what it's saying and actually put it into practice in their life. The fool, the fool is the one who ignores and defies God's word. They know it, but they willingly choose to ignore it, or they willingly choose knowing what is right to defy it. And then there's a simple man. I call this the one in the middle, the one who doesn't really know or understand God's word. His, they don't understand his truth, so they're on the fence. Now, by the way, if they choose not to... to and if they choose not to learn God's word, that's on them, okay? And so it's up to them to get it. And as we are talking about avoidance, uh, there are certain things Proverbs mentioned to avoidance, avoid. We can apply these to the three people. The wise man is the one who learns God word, God's word and avoids that which God tells him to avoid in his life. It does us no good to know the things that the Bible says particularly in the area of things we are to not become involved with, it does us no good if we have it in our head and we make excuses to be involved with it in our life. No, no, there's, there's no sense in that, and that's not wisdom. And so a person that, that, that chooses not to do that is, uh, is walking a very, very dangerous road. The fool is one who ignores and defies God's word and embraces that which God tells him to avoid. They could care less what God says. I'm going to do it. In fact, I want to do it. And then the simple doesn't know or understand God's word, so he doesn't know how to respond. Or he doesn't know what to avoid, and they need to learn that very quick. So we're getting into this voidance. Another word you could use is separation. And I will say, of all the things that our style or, or our type of church uh, would be criticized for, uh, and not by the world, by Christians, it's, it's our belief in separation, our belief in, in that God wants us to avoid some things. And, um, and so as I go through this, I'm going slow, and I'm trying to make the point because, uh, number one, it's a scriptural thing. It's not anything you can argue with. If God says, you know, and, and I'm trying to get us to think through the truth so we understand it, and we understand this, is, this isn't just getting up and blowing smoke. This is something God says, certain areas that we need to be very, very careful we separate so we can avoid sinful actions, ungodly influences, negative consequences, and most importantly, we avoid displeasing God. And I hope that's high on your list. And so if we think about wisdom and applying God's truth to our life, it doesn't just do some things, it avoids things as well. We started on number one. 
We're talking about uh, one of the first things we're supposed to avoid is sinful people. Sinful people. Now, by that, what I mean is all of us are sinners by nature. So if we're avoiding anybody who's a sinner, you shouldn't be sitting next to anybody. Okay? Uh, we're going to need a, a bigger auditorium so we can spread people out. We're, we're not talking about that. We're all sinners. It's those who are choosing to be sinful. Well, I was going to say by choice. That's redundant, right? They're choosing to be sinful. Not that they're sinners and sometimes we lose our temper or we say something we shouldn't or we do some small thing, which everything's wrong. I get it. Uh, we have a bad attitude or whatever. I'm talking about somebody that knows that this action or this thing is wrong and we don't, we don't care what God says and we're choosing to not do it. Those are the type of individuals we need to be careful with. And so we looked last week at avoid their intentional deception. My son, <clears throat> if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. Entice means to, to uh, influence deceitfully, okay? We use the illustration of bait. You put bait on a hook so that the bait looks good, but the bait's just hiding the consequence, which is the frying pan, which is coming if you get hooked. <clears throat> Avoid their influential direction. My son, walk not in the way with them. Don't, don't follow them because if they're going a certain way, you're going to end up at their path. Now, this is new. Avoid their, and this is important, indirect destruction. Avoid their indirect destruction. Here's a verse we all know. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. He that walketh with wise men, wise men shall be wise. <clears throat> but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now, it's a common verse that's used when you're talking about being careful and maybe backing away from some relationships that would influ influence you negatively. But it's more than talking about influence, this verse is also talking about consequence. I want us to see that. And so, it, the two things. I think this notes in your notes. This is in your notes. It's, this starts with a positive. With a positive. What's the positive? If we are with wise people, we will be wise. We pick up their wisdom. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Right? It's like uh, the other things we looked at already. Already, If you are hanging around with someone that's wise, they're going to go a right direction, so you're naturally going to pick up on that. If they have uh, habits that tend to righteousness, by you being around them and being influenced, you're going to and be able to understand that and pick up those habits. And so all those different things. If, uh, if they have a good lifestyle, You'll watch that and you'll observe that. And if you want to be wise and that's why you're with them, you're going to pick those things up. If you're with wise men, you will learn wisdom. We see the Bible and the Bible has all kinds of truths. But when you're around people that are living those truths, it's easy to, it's nice to see that truth in action. And so you can learn these things. So that is the positive side of it. If I, if, I, if I was a new Christian, when I was, I chose new friends that were farther down that path than I was because I would learn from them. And when I would talk to them, they would encourage me in some things. Uh, I didn't want to be with uh, my peers who were going a different direction. So it starts with a positive. Now, 
but it has an even more stern negative. If we are a companion of fools, we suffer destruction in key areas of life. Now notice that the the verse did not say, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be a fool. It didn't say that. Do you get the difference? He says, if you walk with wise men, you'll learn their wisdom. But if you hang around with a a fool, you'll be destroyed. That's not talking about becoming like them necessarily. It's worse than that. It means you're going to incur the judgment of God. You're going to incur bad consequences in life if you have the wrong kind of friends, the wrong kind of influence. That ought to be startling. Now, there's reasons why I get it. The verses before this verse, I believe, help to explain why. Verse 19 there, I have the end of that verse. Same, same chapter 4. It says, but it is, an abomin- it is an abomination to fools to depart from evil. What does that mean? They hate the thought of not living sinfully. You understand why you, you think through this thing, you see why destruction could become part of my life because I'm being around them and a, if you're with a fool, it is an abomination. What does abomination mean? It's pretty simple. It means to hate intensely. It's not that they disagree with living right. They get to the place or they are at the place where they even hate the thought of not living sinfully. The thought of them living a righteous life is distasteful to them in a very, 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 uh, in a very, very strong way. Abomination is not a small word. Uh, uh, For instance, let me help you with this. Um, Think about our society. Politics has no longer, well, yeah, voting does have consequences. Just go to McDonald's. Well, don't. Because without politics, McDonald's has consequences. But like $16 meal. That's, that's whatever. But what about all the nonsense they're bringing in? Abortion, you could go through all of it. Abortion, gay marriage, uh, transgenderism, uh, the pornography they're putting in our children's school books. And you say, Pastor, you say that, that's, it's not isolated. I won't say, but I had a relative that I know works in, was working in a, in, a, in a library situation. It's like, was appalled at the books that they had for children. And, and you, just, you can just go on. Pick whatever it is, sin, that, that, that our politics is trying to normalize or make a part. The person that is on the opposite side, you cannot even have a, a, um, uh, a calm discussion with them about it. They go from zero to 100. And you know it's true. I just believe that that's, that, that, that's, that's not a, a blob that's being aborted. It's a baby that's being killed. Boom. They're at 100% right there. And they don't want to discuss it logically because there is no logic to it. They lose their temper. Right? Why? Because they hate the thought. It, it's just a mindset. 
Once you get into this kind of evil, sinful behavior, you can't even talk with anybody about it. You're going to lose your... You're, you lose. It's, 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 it's to them to stop the sinful behavior. It doesn't make sense. And so they get upset. They're not just disagreeable. They're angry. They get mad at you. You say, Pastor, how do you prove that? And I wouldn't do it. Social media. Go on social media. Someone says something nice or someone stands up for something moral and they go off. By the way, who are the ones that get fired for their social media post? It's the ones who post something conservative. It's not the left-wingers. Because they can't even stand to have, and I'm not being political, I'm making a point. They can't even stand for somebody to have a dissenting view. They can't stand for somebody not to agree with their nonsense. And in a political sense, wasn't that our country? You had your stance, I had my stance, we went to the voting booths. It's not like that anymore. If you don't have the, if you're not towing the company line or the wicked society thing, now you're on the outs and they're after you. They're going to take your children away if you don't believe in letting your children identify as a trans. It's already been starting in other areas. You can't adopt, if you don't believe that, you can't even adopt a kid makes no sense. You're not allowed to have a dissenting view. And that's why it's abomination to fools to depart from evil. So that's the far end scenario. Should we hoe a little closer to home? Sure, pastor, why don't you? We're here anyhow. Okay, good. The same is true with Christians who become sinful in their lifestyle, who want a more sinful lifestyle that they want to add. They don't just leave a church like ours, and I'm not being mean-spirited here. I want you to listen to what I'm saying, because if you've been a Christian, you know it's the truth. They're like, you know what? That church is just too, a little bit too conservative for me, and I want to do my, my thing, and so I'm going somewhere else. They can't just do that. They have to take shots at you on the way out. They have to go to social media and say things. Why? Because in a small way, like that verse says, it doesn't make, they, they don't want to just do their own thing. They want to fight against that which is right. By the way, for persons like that, you back away from them. Okay? You back away. I'm not saying this. Look, someone leaves our church, they go to another church. God bless them. I hope it works out for them. I'm not going to take shots at them. I'm not going to on social media. Hey, so-and-so left because they just couldn't hack righteousness. None of my business. And by the way, it's none of their business what we choose to follow, the Bible. But people get mad. It, it doesn't make sense to me. They, they really have chosen Christ, uh, chosen sin over their Christ. But it's like, leave it alone. But that just proves the point. Be very careful. Because if we're hanging around a person who chooses a, a, a lifestyle that could be defined as sinful, for righteousness is not going to be very important to them. And if you're with them and you're around them, you're going you're gonna to be, you're, you're actually getting into an area where you're going to start suffering negative consequences. And I'm going to say, it doesn't say necessarily you become like them, although by inference you could say you do, but you're also, because you're with them, you're going to experience the consequences of that. In verse 21, another reason, he says, evil, the verse right after, pursueth sinners. Sinful behavior is always following them. It just follows. Okay? Right? It's like it's not letting you go. 
It's like you go this way, boom, boom, boom. You're getting followed. That evil follows them. Why? Because of their lifestyle choices. You make bad choices. You start getting involved in sin and doing things. It's just going to continually follow you. And if you're around that kind of person and that's following them, by the way, it follows them because it is a consequence of being a sinner. It's a consequence of disobeying God. And you're with them. You're going to partake of that. You're going to partake of the consequences. Sinful behavior does that. Life, look, lifestyles invite certain things. They do. If you live a certain lifestyle, certain things you do are just going to invite problems. You have a negative, bad spirit, and you just can't keep, and you know, you just want to be argumentative. You're always going to be in argument. You're going to have relationship problems. You're choosing to be, you're choosing to be, a, a, you know, flirtatious or whatever, that kind of thing. You're going to get involved in immorality. And by the way, which is still wrong. Okay? And all that stuff. You have to be very careful. Well, I don't like to, I just like to hang out at these type of places. If you're hanging out at places that cater to that kind of lifestyle, you're going to be involved in it. Well, how come? It's, you're, you're right there. So you got to be very, very careful. Lifestyles place you in certain situations. Now, Proverbs does say, verse, chapter 22, verse 24 and 25, make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go, because this is true. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. We not only learn their ways, this verse says, but we also experience the consequences. Right? Maybe that's why destruction comes. And by the way, if you're hanging around somebody that's involved in those things, that's what, you're, you're a Christian. I, 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 and I'm not trying to be mean-spirited here, but do we forget that? We are a Christian. And by the fact we're Christians, it means there's a certain way we ought to live. Why would we want to be involved with things that God says don't be involved with? Why wouldn't we want to be involved with things God says to be involved with? See, we don't think about that. I'm saved and it doesn't matter what to do. I'll get to heaven. You might get there a lot sooner. Or you're going to get there, but the road is going to be a lot rockier. You may get there, but you're going to leave destruction in your family and, and your friends and your acquaintances everywhere. Okay? Let's be very careful about this. We learn their ways, we experience their consequences because there's actions involved. So here's the principle. If you want to know who you are becoming, or I could also put who you are, look at your friends. Look at your friends. Who's your closest friends? Who are the people that you spend quality time with? Who are the people that you go and hang out with? Show me your friends. I'll show you who you are or who you will be. Now, pastor, that, that's, that's negative. No, it doesn't. I didn't, that's, that's actually, that's, that's not even a negative statement. Right? What do they call it? That's a neutral statement. It's up to you. If I hang with the right people, it's like, you know what? That's what I want to be. 
See, we don't think like, well, you know, my friend's kind of nuts. You may not have their personality that, you know, like, you know, the things they do in their life, that's kind of, but yeah, that's my buddy and I'm going to hang with them. And that's what you're going to be. In some way, shape, or form, and the problems they have in their life are the same problems you're going to have in your life. So we need to be very careful. This thing is vitally important. It's vitally important. And it can transform your life as well as make your life a tragedy. It's your choice, right? If I'm like, I don't go the right direction, I'm going to get some friends that just, you know, like, man, they push me in that right direction. I'm being encouraged. So how do you choose your friend? Choose faithful friends. Choose faithful friends, right? People who are, you know, they, they, they want to just, whatever they do that's right, they just always do it. You know, it's not always like I'll choose this week. Some people are like, you know, I get it. We all have emotions and all that stuff, but we're, we're roller coasters. Sometimes we want to, you know, be missionaries to Mars. The next time we wouldn't go to church if, if, if we were given a million dollars. But choose someone who's just faithful. They're just, it was a Christian, they're just plodding along. They're just like, you know what? I love God and I'm doing my best and I'm going forward and I'm just going to be faithful. Choose those kind of people. Choose spiritual friends. People that, you know, they actually want to know the Bible. They actually want to know spiritual things. If they know more about their sports team than the Bible, something's wrong. And there's nothing wrong with knowing about your sports team. Unless it's one of those teams I'm not going to mention that I don't like. Okay? You know. We joke around, you know, this whole stupid thing with Taylor Swift and football, I could care less. I hope they all lose. But, uh, you know, some people, Christians, know more about her than they know about John the Baptist. It's like, and you could pick anybody else out. Just find what's important to you, right? And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with some of the, well, with her there is a lot wrong in that type of music, but I'm just saying, what we do is, what are we choosing to focus on? I want a friend that they may have, a, but, but, you know, they, they love Christ. And they are trying, and, and when I'm around them, I'm encouraged, right? And, and so, spiritual friends. Choose encouraging friends. Encouraging. How many of you ever had a friend that kind of has a negative back, a negative bent, Right? I mean, when, before I was saved and we would go out and things, you just had some friends. Robert, you probably had some of the same I had. It's like when you went with them, you know there was always going to be drama going on somewhere. They are just going to start something with somebody. In fact, Robert was that guy. No. It's like just everything's from a negative bent. It's like, man, I, I didn't feel suicidal, but now I do. Right? It's like, you know, I, I want to feel encouraged. I want to I feel like, you know, and that's not that life is it. Sometimes there's things you deal with and you help your friend. I'm not saying that. But like, you know, so there's some that are just, you've been around them, it's just like, man, when I'm around that person, I'm just, I'm refreshed. Tell me you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, I like being around them because they just, it's just, you know, I just leave and like, and I feel better when I left. Choose those kind of friends. Now, not only that, and I won't go back through it, but the best thing is, let's be one of those friends. Let's be like that. Let's be faithful so that if we get a new person that comes to church and, and they come around us, like, hey, man, we can be an encouragement to them. That's what they need. Number two, we'll just get started in this and then we'll be done here. But the second thing we need to avoid is we need to avoid specific paths. Specific paths. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 12. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things, who leave the paths of unrighteousness, to walk in the ways of darkness, 
Enter not into the path of the wicked and go not in the way of evil men. All this is talking about traveling, destination, right? You're on a path, you're walking a certain way. Uh, there's another path, there's the way. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, pass away. Now, as we saw in point one, the wrong kind of friends will lead us down the wrong kind of path. But we need to be careful that we choose the right path to go on. You could call it the direction of your life. What direction is your life taking? It ought to be down a path that's specifically laid out by God. It ought to be down a path that would be honoring and pleasing to God. Something that would, would, would honor his name as we, as we walk down this path path of life, okay? And, um, and so that's very, very important. If we're off the wrong path, we've chosen the wrong kind of friends, they can take us, but there's more than that. The path we choose in life is, port, is important for a few reasons. Let me give these to you. Because it determines certain things. How your direction of your life, where you're going, where you're heading, what, what, it determines several things. First of all, it determines the journey we will have. The journey we will have. So what is that? What is the journey? The, you know, the way, you go, the way you're going, you're going certain things, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to cause your journey to either be pleasant or unpleasant. That's how life is. Let me ask you, do you got a bunch of drama in your life? Now, sometimes I get it. Drama from the outside, there's not a lot we can do about it except allow God to teach us through it and get us through it. But most of the drama we have in our life is self-inflicted. We're on the wrong path. Uh, probably, I think two years ago we were up in, uh, we were up on vacation and sometimes we go to the Grand Coulee Dam and um, they have like a light show there. I, I enjoy it. I thought, I said, we got in the car one time, I said, man, that was a great laser light show. They actually play on the dam. I'm like, man, all the colors that they had, it's beautiful. And my kids were like, dad, there was only two colors. <laughs> I know there wasn't. There was a lot of colors. It was beautiful. And they're like, dad, two colors. I'm like, pays to be colorblind sometimes, right? I see stuff you don't see. And so, but we were coming back, and I was following, you know, it's, it's like my in-laws live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and all the roads from here to there were like, you know, country roads. So I trusted the GPS. And I'm following it home, and I did notice the one road it was taking. It's like, that's not the road we usually take, but I followed it. You know what happened? It took us on like 1030 at night. Maybe been 11. It could have been late. And we're in the dark, in the middle of nowhere. It looks like where people stash dead bodies. The road all of a sudden becomes dirt and rocks. It's like, like nine miles of that. And I'm like, and you, you know why? It was a rough ride. And I'm thinking, you know why? Because the GPS took me the wrong path. If we would have stayed on Dobson Road, that's smooth. But I followed the GPS and it was my fault. That's how our life is sometimes. Man, life is rocky. Why am I experiencing all this drama and all this noise and all these problems? Because you've chosen a path that just naturally is rocky and filled with problems. So the path you choose determines your journey. Also, the path you choose determines the destination we will arrive at. We're... A road is taking you somewhere. So where's your path taking you? Well, let me ask you this. If you're following a path that can be described as more sinful than spiritual, where do you think the destination is going to bring you? It's not going to bring you to a, good, to a good end. 
right? None of us, I don't think, want drama in our life. None of us want a, a road that's, you know, no, no, none of us want to get to the end of our life and have regret. Now, things in life happen we have no control over. I understand that. Regret comes when you end up at a place and you ended up there because you made some bad choices and some bad decisions. That's where regret comes in. Because then you're like, man, if I would have just done this instead of that, I wouldn't have had to experience this. Well, let me ask you, what destination are you taking? You can apply this to every area of your life. How are you raising your kids? Because the path you're taking them down is going to deliver them at a destination. Where do you want that destination to be? You might want to take them down a spiritual path, right? Where do you want your life to end up? When you want to get to the end of your life, do you want to say, you know, I wasn't perfect, which all of us will say, and I did the best I could, and Lord, I just tried to honor and please you, and get to a destination where you get to heaven, and maybe you hear that, well done, my good and faithful servant. That destiny, if, if you're going to hear that, you've got to take a path. Where's your marriage going? You, you, you're, if you're bringing things into your marriage that are going to destroy it, well, that's the path you're taking. Say, well, pastor, I want, a, I want a happy marriage. Then get on that path. And just figure it out. You just look on and on and apply it to every area. The destination you're going to arrive at depends on the path that you choose to take. And the path I think we ought to choose to take is the path of following the Lord and following his, his words. And then lastly, we'll finish with this one and we'll be done. Your path in life determines the places we will pass by. The places. Okay? You ever, uh, you ever drive somewhere and it's like, it'll tell you that, you know, uh, when you're when we travel on vacation, wherever we go down the road, sometimes you see a road and it'll say scenic path. How many of you have ever seen that? And it's like, you can get off, it takes a little longer, but the scenery is nice. We were driving, um, where were we driving? Oh, California. We were going up the 101 where the redwoods and all that are. And there's, um, if you go up the 101, it's a lot faster. You see the trees and it's nice. But there was a, a road off to the side and it's called Avenue of the Giants. We've never taken it. And somebody said, it's a little bit longer and you're off the freeway, but, you, you know, you'll hook back up. You get to, it's, it's a much better drive. And so we're like, we decided, you know, mostly when, you know how guys are, we're in the car like, hang that. We're, let's just get where we're going. But I'm like, let's do it. We got off that road, Doug. About two miles in, the road was closed. Like road construction, road closed. We had to make a U-turn and go back the other way like we tried. But the point is that what they're saying is like, look, if you get off here and you're on this, you're going to get to where you, you're going to see nicer things, right? Well, well, what are you seeing in your life? When you're on the right path, you know the things you pass by? Nice things. Good things. Things God's in on. You say, well, pastor, it just seems like no matter what I do, it's just drama coming my way. Could it be that you're on the wrong path? Right? You're on the wrong path, guess what? There's drama everywhere. But if you're on the right path, it's going to help you avoid all of the drama. The places you'll see will be a lot better. You know, I, it always amazes me, and I'll say this, I'm done, but, you know, you hear uh, some famous person gets in trouble, like, so-and-so got busted, you know, blah, 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 whatever they did. And it always ends with this, you know. They were coming home from a nightclub at 2 in the morning. 
Really? And they got a DUI? How'd that happen? Come on. It's like, because you were at the wrong place. Right? They were hanging with Frank's at a party and someone got shot. <gasps> what a shock. It's because you're in the wrong place. Don't put yourself in the wrong place. Be very careful where you're going. We'll end there and we'll get to the past next week. Let's, let's stand together if we may. Thank you for being attentive this evening. Let's pray. Our Father, we do thank you for loving us and we thank you for the word of God. It has the riches of your grace and so many blessings and wonderful promises, but it also has some clear-cut instructions for us to help us. Things we may see as negatives, but really it's warning signs to keep us from things that are negative. And I pray you, Lord, you'd help, you'd help each of us in here to have enough wisdom and have enough love for you to want to, to, to be on the right path, to have the right friends. Experience your blessings and avoid all of the, the tr- drama that can come our way. And just fact of the matter is the, the, the judgment that sin brings in our life. Pray you'd help us to make right decisions. Work in our hearts and our lives. Help us day by day to grow closer to you. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.